Dude, you know, sorry, what were you saying? You go ahead. I was going to say something that's super irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? (laughs) I've been eating this like super moist cake lately. Like I made it two days ago and it's still moist, even though I just left it out on the counter. (laughs) And I thought that was insane. (laughs) What cake? Dude, (laughs) get this. It was called Moist Supreme Chocolate Cake. (laughs) Um, I was gonna tell you, my dad listened to our first episode. Oh, what did he think? Um, I don't know if he really had thoughts. He more so just kind of like pointed out stuff that happened. <laughs> oh, he said, "Well, I'm not gonna actually tell you this because I feel like this is gonna make you insecure." Yeah. He said, he said, "No, it's not bad or anything." He just said, "So Ashna curses a lot." And I said, yeah. Oh, Don't, because he doesn't care. And then he was like, okay, so you guys talked about pizza. He really doesn't care. I promise. When parents, like, I think the worst thing is hearing how parents think you curse a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think my dad cares that much. I don't know, but he still pointed it out. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'll censor myself. He, no, don't do that. But he didn't, like, comment afterwards. It was just, like, a comment. And then I was like, so, he was, like, talking about pizza. And, like, that was it. Dude, back to back, like, oh, she curses a lot. And then, uh, oh, we talked about pizza. Like, how <laughs> <laughs> is that a back to back? crying right now? Um, welcome to The Utmost Respect, hosted by Ashna and Nantia. This episode, I'm actively going to work on not saying um or cursing, but I'll keep a tally as I... Don't care, don't care about the cursing, just because my dad said that. No, I think it's also, like, good practices. Just in, you know, I don't, I can come up with other words to say. Oh, you sound like a millennial. No, I won't be like, oh, freaking gosh darn, but like, I'll just, I'll communicate in better ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, so our theme for this week is robots. What is it? Just robots week? Um, It's called <laughs> robots either fucking people or fucking shit up. Um, So yeah, that was the theme and we watched... We watched Ex Machina, Her and Robots, the movie. First, first impressions, Ashna. How did how did you feel? In all three movies, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought all three were very solid in their own unique ways. Lots of men. This was like a very like male fantasy geared genre. <laughs> Or, like, at least pick. It was, like, very much, like, I am the male gaze. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do definitely feel that way. Also, um, they all just felt like Black Mirror episodes. Oh, I guess that's, like, an alternative theme. Like, robots being, like, humans. You know? Because they were, like, they were literally, like, humans. Like, robots had a little, like, like, you know, city going on there. And her and Ex Machina were just like AI movies. Yeah. And they were essentially humans. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do you want to start with robots? Yes. Let's start with robots. Um, okay. Do you want to kick it off? Sure. Let's give 
a quick synopsis um, of robots. It's essentially a world where everybody and everything is a robot or some part of a machine. And there is this one special robot whose name I already forgot. Ashna, do you remember? I mean, Copper Bottom. Sure. Copper Bottom. And he has big dreams of making it in Robot City as an inventor. So he goes there, but the whole city is corrupt now because the good robot in charge was, I don't know, he was like depressed. You're like literally butchering this. Okay, let me take over. There's Big Weld, Big Weld, famous inventor, entrepreneur, philanthropist, you know, like he's the billionaire robot dream. And he provides robots with spare parts. And Rodney idolizes him. He's like, I want to be an inventor. So he invents this little Wonderbot thing to help his dad, who's a dishwasher robot, who's like sort of getting old. Wonderbot literally malfunctions and like literally destroys the kitchen, putting Rodney's father in insane amounts of debt. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) They're they're kind of screwed there. They really screwed the pooch. And then Ronnie's like, okay, I'm going to make this right. I'm literally going to walk into Big World's company, say I'm an, I'm an inventor, and I'm going to make lots of money. So he goes and does that. And what happens is Big World is gone, and there's this other CEO whose name doesn't matter, and he's, like, taken over, and he wants to – upgrade the robots so like alienating like the working class robots (laughs) that was a great synopsis i mean you're not done though are you oh well that's like then like the rest of the movie is like you know quirky robot adventures working class robots overthrow the um you know billionaires and like you know the rich (laughs) and (laughs) um happily ever after like the revolution works and big weld comes back the only like con i think is like big weld still being idolized as a um as a philanthropist and like you know one of those good ceos you know what i'm saying to to be fair big weld didn't like i don't think he did anything bad did he uh I don't know. Like, we can't know because, like, this movie is biased. Like, we'll never know. It is. It's biased towards, like, the goodwill of Big Weld. (laughs) Okay, so essentially at the end, a bunch of robots squat up, like, the Avengers, essentially, and just fight off the bad guy robots, and they win. But, okay, so Letterboxd? or Letterbox D gave it a 2.9 review. And Ashna, you seem really pressed about that. Okay, yeah. So I don't know. Like, it just felt like at least a 3.3 star movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of animated movies, like, I thought it was utterly delightful. Like, I thought the world building was great. I thought, you know, exposing children to, like, you know, themes such as these it was great. I loved it, and to see it only got 2.9 stars and everyone was rating it one star for its shallow messaging, I was like, well, that's a bit harsh. I don't know. Well, I mean, okay, so here's the thing. They tried to do, uh, like, capitalist, like anti-capitalism, anti-Big Pharma kind of thing, but, like, by having Big Weld be a character at all, who they just idolized at the end anyway it just made it seem like the system wasn't a problem it was just that one iron man robot kind of guy whose name i forgot do you know what i mean they just kind of yada yada over the main problem true i completely agree i completely agree in terms of like big weld is a horrible character and like whatever like the system is corrupt but i just thought i guess like the lines (laughs) like i thought the dialogue was so funny (laughs) like I was (laughs) I was literally laughing the entire time like I was just I don't know maybe it's a nostalgia for me like I did this is like one of the first movies I remember seeing in theaters so me too but I well I don't think I saw it in theaters but I do remember having nightmares about this movie and I didn't know why and that's why I really wanted to watch it 
And now that I watched it, I it was kind of underwhelming, bro. I don't think the jokes landed for me as much. Really, there was just like another Disney Pixar mom with like a dump truck ass that they just like their whole jokes are just about that. Um, okay, you know what? A main this kind of gave me anxiety, I guess. So I can only imagine the I guess class and social disparities between the robots that are humanoid and the robots that only serve to like do jobs for the humanoid robots. For example, you have your robots like Big Weld and Copper Bottom or whatever, but then you also have robots that are like fire hydrants and like lampposts yeah. and watches. And what do you think that's like? Because they're essentially just slaves and they only have one job. Yeah, I do agree. I did. I remember I saw like a lamppost robot. I was like, wait, like, what if the lamppost robot wanted to be, like, something else, but because he was built as a lamppost? Exactly. But but I also, like, I do remember a part in the movie where, like, um, Rodney's dad was like, oh, I, like, was fitted to become a dishwasher. So I think, like, robots get parts based on, like, the jobs they take. Like, I think the job comes first. And No, but that's that's not fair because Rodney's dad was a human robot and he wanted to be a uh, what is it a musician but then his like family was like no like you should be a dishwasher and then they did that but like a fire hydrant robot was literally just a fire hydrant it wasn't like a human that was like holding a hose or something it was literally yeah. just a fire hydrant. True. Wait, and uh, another thing, I just, this is completely off topic, but I didn't understand, like, why they ate nails. Like, <laughs> they're made of nails. So that's, like, me eating, like, myself or, like, part, like, eating my own teeth or my hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Or, like, why did they pour grease on themselves? Like, they're, like, the joke was, like, drink up it's like grease but it's like supposed to be like coffee and instead of like drinking it they just like dump it on themselves but like that's not how machines work you don't just throw stuff (laughs) dude that was so funny i was literally so caught off guard by that i was like (laughs) why not just use it as lotion or something (laughs) (laughs) okay also um they really tried to force like the romance aspect of it there were like Weren't there two girls? There was, like, one that was, like, the sister of his friend or something. And then the other girl that worked for, like, the Big Weld company. And that it felt so rushed and unnecessary. I didn't like that part either. Amanda Bynes um, voiced one of the characters. Well, I guess that <laughs> fixes everything, then. Penny Pinwheeler. No, I just, like, doesn't she seem like Amanda Bynes? Like, I felt like her robot. Wait, which one was it? Was it the one with the pigtails? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I guess. Like, it's very, like, I feel like they drew upon Amanda Bynes' whole character to make Penny Pinwheeler. Anyway, I digress. I don't know. Yeah, this movie was weird. Like, it didn't work. But I, I still, like, I still hold it dear to my heart. I just, I don't know. I feel like maybe it could have at least earned three stars on Letterboxd. I feel like 2.9 is harsh. <laughs> the jump from 2.9 to 3.0 makes such a huge difference, you know? Uh, I would agree to disagree. I think 2.9 is fair. Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, to each their own, man. <laughs> Shall we let it simmer? Maybe. I just, like, there's so many more, like, animated movies that I hate that have such a hot, like, like, a rating than this. Wait, like, which animated movies are worse than this? Can you, can you, like, name some? And then I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ice Age. Oh. You know, like, which one's better? Ice Age or Robots? I think Robots. Well, that's not fair. I haven't seen Ice Age in a long time. Well, I mean, like, can't you remember, like, the gist of it? There was the mammoth, and then the... <laughs> and then the baby, and that's literally all you need to remember. It was- I actually... I don't remember anything about the baby. I just remember the squirrel thing with the nut, 
and I remember the man. Oh, and the squirrel thing was so overplayed. Like, there's, li I think they're still doing it as a bit. I always see it as a as a promo these days. <laughs> Squirrel thing is overdone, but it's great marketing because an advertisement could literally just be like the squirrel and then you would know what it is. And then they'll just flash like Ice Age 10 or whatever they're on. It's a smart move. I, I can't I can't imagine it's still working on the youth these days. Okay, yeah, maybe not these days. It's like 20 years old now. And then like, <laughs> like, like what's going on? You know, like how am I still like, how am I almost 20 and I'm still dealing with the squirrel? I guess so. That's a good point. I don't think the <laughs> Ice Age lasted that long. But I will say my memories of Ice Age are better than the robots movie that I just watched. Really? Yeah. Maybe like also, I guess like maybe I'm, it's clouding my judgment. Like the fact that Robin Williams was also in it. Yeah. Let's put a pin on this. You know what? I <laughs> so let's just end the discussion there. It was fine. It was great. Great childhood. It was a two point nine movie. I'd like to say like three point oh or three point one, but I'll again, give you three point oh. That's as high okay. as I'll go. Compromise. Perfect. <laughs> you can move on to Ex Machina. Um You just finished watching this. <laughs> Yeah, I just finished it an hour ago. Uh, it was crazy. It was like, I think it was the embodiment of like nice, no, not even nice guy, just like misogynist man treating women like objects. I don't know, but like literally. <laughs> yeah, no, but in both ways too, because they're yeah. both misogynists and they both suck. And I'm glad they both died. <laughs> But we should give a synopsis before we get into that. <laughs> True. Um, so basically, there's this guy that looks like either Bo Burnham or Daniel Sloss or <laughs> I guess any white guy with sort of long-ish dirty blonde hair. Bro. And I literally don't even know his name. Like, that's how irrelevant he is. No, he's been in stuff before. He was in that one rom-com with uh rachel mcadams um what was it called something time what i don't this know guy? yes Coder guy oh about time about time okay whatever there's this guy who i still don't really know and um oscar isaac basically this guy he wins a staff lottery to go to the ceo's house for a week which sounds like a pretty sketchy competition like I don't know why anyone would want to do that, but whatever. He lives in the literal, like, literal middle of nowhere. Like, it. he is so secluded, it's bonkers. And uh, I don't know, he goes, they have a really awkward interaction. Like, it is, like, I don't think my social anxiety would have let this movie get as far as it did. But <laughs> basically... He um, reveals to Coder Guy that he has, like, AI, and he's like, do you want to test my AI? Sign this really weird NDA. So he does, and he talks to his robot named Ava, and then they have some questions. He asks the questions, the test is, like, going normal, but there are these, like, power outages, and then during one of them, Ava is like, yo, your CEO boss man, Oscar Isaac, is a bad guy and he's not who he says he is and essentially the coder guy gets like really sus about it and over time as he's like testing this ai he's like low-key into her um and he decides that he wants to help her escape oscar isaac because she's essentially a human being at this point he's flirting with him he she's also showing him attention which is key <laughs> so she's like i must liberate this poor female robot and oscar isaac is like psych dude she's playing you like you thought you could fool me like you thought you could like escape she's playing <laughs> you and he's like, no. And he's like, yeah, let me show you video proof. And he does. But there's a power outage because Ava's controlling them. And basically, there's another female rope. There's like 
six female robots that like are prior models that like Oscar Isaac would like break down and just have sex with them, which was really fucked up. And at the end, the what her name was Kyoko, they yes. team up, two robots team up and like stab Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac destroys like one of them, and then Ava traps nice guy into the walls and then like dresses up and leaves. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is, is much better <laughs> than how we explained it. Just so many, like, so many reverse cards. Everything was just, you thought, and then they just switched it up. And it was amazing. Big, big psych hours. It was, it was great. So, like, there's, you know, Oscar Isaac is the, you know, misogynist, like, you're you're trained not to like him the minute you meet him because he's like a dick. And then I don't even know his name. What's his name in the movie? Nathan. Uh, Nathan? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. It's Nathan and Caleb. Which one's Caleb? The the coder guy. Okay. Oh my god, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Caleb is a nice guy who's trying to like liberate and befriend the woman only because he wants to have sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much can i just say this whole movie is so like it's so ridiculous perhaps i'm being too much of a woman by saying this but do you expect me to believe that caleb was completely chill with going to this stranger's house which is in the middle of the nowhere and like he needed to take a two-hour helicopter ride just to get there and it's just like trees and like completely secluded and like only a man can have the confidence to do that and not feel <laughs> threatened in any way. Dude, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was such a weird prize. Like, why would anyone want that? Like, what threw me off the most was, like, the helicopter dude was like, this is the farthest I'm allowed from the building. Like, that's such a major <laughs> red flag. And then, like, Caleb was surprised. He was, like, sexually abusing those robots. Like, yeah. Why was it even a shocker? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And like my like the fact that also like he go like he walks through his entire house. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that moment where you're like yeah. left at someone's house and like you feel awkward even just like moving from your seat. And this guy just like walks through this house and like finally finds the guy like boxing. I don't know. I was like my like anxiety <laughs> Would not let it get that far <laughs> i would just be waiting at like the front door i wouldn't i would never walk in no phones that was oh my god this is why all men don't deserve rights like <laughs> <laughs> okay also how like everything is just so ridiculous because if you see ava and if ava is like okay this dude is sus boss man is get away from him essentially I would do everything he tells me so that I can get out of there in a week. I wouldn't care about a maybe that's just really selfish. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't <laughs> be saying that. If I would just get out and then I don't know, like notify someone if I could, but like I wouldn't even yeah. care about Ava in that situation. Yeah. Also, Ava knows everything, right? Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but she she has, like, the internet downloaded into her brain, right? Yeah. Like, couldn't she just, like, code her way out of this? Like, why did she even need Caleb? You know what I'm saying? Well, she didn't have access to a computer. Like, why was she in prison that easily? But she was causing, like, hella power outages. I don't know. <laughs> she I can know. only cause power outages by, like, messing with, like, her battery recharging thing. But, like, she was built in, like, that box, so, like, she couldn't get out of it. But while you bring that up, the only reason she escaped was because Caleb programmed while, while like, Bossman was drunk or whatever. He programmed something in so that all, like, the doors would open. But at the very end of the movie... Ava traps him and like the doors are locked, but that doesn't make any sense because he opened all of the doors. So how could yeah. you possibly get locked in there at the end? Yeah. I don't know. I I have like I did like this movie. It was it was a pretty intense watching though. 
<laughs> and it was just like like I do like seeing I do like seeing men get like you know what's the word Killed. like men getting revenge on men I guess but yeah. the premise was a little weird <laughs> I will say um also there were a few uh problematic parts as well other than you know just like the blatant misogyny remember when um Oscar Isaac was like you think you were born straight? You were programmed to be straight. <laughs> Do you remember that whole conversation? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was the most ridiculous thing. He was like subconsciously. It was like your environment and like. <laughs> Caleb was like also like born straight. Like it was the dumbest conversation on both of their parts. It was so funny. And like it was also really pretentious because they had this like Jackson Pollock painting and they like analyzed it <laughs> for way longer than they had to. And they were like, if if Pollock had to decide what every single stroke was, do you think he would ever paint? And the other dude's like, no, bro, he never would paint. And it was just so ridiculous. And like Caleb dropping a quote every five minutes was also <laughs> so pretentious. Like you, we were just talking about that last week about like how like TV shows like just drop a Shakespeare quote as if like yeah. people are locate play and line it's from. And it's just so pretentious. I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> movie was great though this was like a like a 4.5 for me really i think just four for me <laughs> okay <laughs> well can we meet in the middle then since i compromised with robots <sighs> crap uh, i really i guess maybe 4.2 seems a bit high though Okay, fine. 4.2. Like an asterisk, like 4.2 asterisk, you know? You know why I think it's a 4.5? It's because after talking to you about it, I still don't hate it. Okay, yeah. I guess, like, just some of the, <laughs> just some of what happened was just weird. And I know, like, its intention was to be like, oh, like, aren't men ridiculous? But maybe, I don't know, was it? <laughs> was some of it, like, for real, for real? <laughs> That's why I'm like, No, that's that's what I'm worried about. I do I do think some of it was unintentional. Yeah, like I could be like interpreting this like, oh my god, this is so satirical about why men suck, but you know, maybe the director was just like, I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Analyze intent, but that's why it's four stars for me. Cause it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> Okay, that's what she said. True. Okay, yeah. Um, let's go on to her, our last movie for this week. Atu, do you want to take this away? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to give a two-second synopsis. Her is literally about Joaquin Phoenix. He's in this, like, futuristic world, I guess, society. Um, and AI is, like, a really big thing. It's essentially just Siri, but, like, better and bigger, I guess. So after he goes through this divorce, he gets this OS system, which is called like operating system or something. It's like pretty much like an earbud that you put in and it's like Siri, but she's like sentient and like has a personality and can like talk to you. And it's a love story because he falls in love with her. But at the end of the movie, she leaves him and I think like deletes herself off of the internet or something as well as the rest of the operating systems they all just vanish and that's the end of it and that was a wonderful synopsis. yeah it did seem like a, a little more than two sentences so okay my bad <laughs> there are just run-ons true just commas and ands everywhere i think it's so funny <laughs> like the towards the end of the movie where She's like, he's like, are you having a conversation with someone else? And she's like, <laughs> nine other people. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was so hilarious. I just thought like he 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 just wanted some attention, and she's like, sorry, I'm talking to like nine other people. And by the end of it, she had like fallen in love with like hundreds of other people. And I just thought that was like the best, the best thing like an egotistical, pretentious man like himself could like endear 
in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Oh, also, um, the what was her name? Samantha. That was the name of the the Siri girl. She was voiced by Miss Scarlett Johansson. As much as like everyone has something to say about Scarlett Johansson, she did a fantastic job voicing this. I will say, yeah. She did a fantastic... And like what makes it more impressive, I think, I think, don't quote me on this, I think they like put in Scarlett Johansson's voice after the movie, like in post-production, because there was another, there was another actress who played Samantha, and then they just like... <laughs> He just like fired her, I guess, and had Scarlett Johansson take over. But I think that's even more impressive. She did this all in acting. Oh, like it was all just like like the acting already happened. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. But yes, I do really like her voice. It is it's very soothing. Yes. It's it's wonderful. So there's a part of this movie. Uh, Amy Adams is in it. She's just like a friend of Joaquin Phoenix. I forget his name in the movie. She's like making some documentary for like her thesis or something. And it's literally she plays some of it for our characters. And it's literally just her mom. <laughs> that was the whole thing. It was art. And it really makes me wonder, does she think that was a good idea? Because like nothing else happened and then her husband was like oh is like something else gonna happen and she's like you just don't get it it's like how we spend all of our lives sleeping <laughs> she's not wrong <laughs> how how do you expect your audience to get that if you just play <laughs> footage of your mother sleeping for like three hours or however long a documentary Dude, is? you underestimate like the pretentiousness of film bros and Xenophiles in general. I feel like someone would be like, oh my god, this is so deep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess so. I just think this movie is such a great example of main character syndrome. Like the guy, Theodore, had such an intense case of it. Like <laughs> he really was just like, <laughs> I am the main character in this entire movie. Like he was surprised when other people were falling in love with OSs. And he was just like, <laughs> the way he was taken aback was just hilarious to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know what? I don't believe this movie. I just don't really get how it's... Do you remember that one Black Mirror episode um, where this wife died and the husband got her like consciousness implanted into his so that she could like live through him and like see their children and stuff do you know what i'm talking about no <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> okay it's a good episode i don't want to ruin it for you but i'm going to anyway the the issue with the whole thing was that they like both went insane because they were like sharing a body kind of slash like living the same exact experience but it's two different personalities so they want to like live it differently and that's I feel like a more realistic way of how this would play out like I can't imagine that Scarlett Johansson spent as much time with this loser as like she did she was she like wanted to watch him sleep and stuff like he was so boring yeah but I will say like she, they both had a choice to like tap out like you know remember when he put on the earphones and she wasn't there or like he can take off the earphones so I do think they kind of got like breaks from each other and when she was able to like tap out and like talk to other OS's and like other people I guess but remember when she like tapped out at the end and he couldn't load her so like she wasn't coming on his screen and he went absolutely insane in like 30 seconds like, and os is able to do like multiple things at once like i think like like her consciousness like i think was a, a able to take it b i think it was like deep like dependent on um like conversations and stuff just like always running because like okay. i will say samantha was pretty like emotionally needy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good point but, um okay also you know how in the end how like samantha as well as all the other os systems just like left in a world that's so reliant on this type of technology where like everybody essentially has one 
how does this not cause much more panic? True. They like it was like a like a union strike. They just like walked out. <laughs> Props to them though. They did. Where did they go? Yeah, I don't I think what in the movie they said like it was a it was like a computer world beyond humans. I don't know. No, I did not get it. But the thing is, like, none of this matters because the movie was so aesthetically pleasing and it was more about, like, yeah. feeling than plot that, like, I literally overlooked all of this until I, like, actually started thinking about it. But, like, in the moment, I was sort of vibing. I won't lie. <laughs> Dude, I I don't know. Maybe it didn't. It didn't do it for me bro i was like reading all the reviews on letterbox and stuff and everyone was like crying and they were like this is like the saddest thing sad boy hours were like all the comments but like i didn't really get it i didn't think it was sad i don't th- care for like anything that happened but i'm just saying like it was so visually pleasing like I don't know. I thought it was just a very pretty movie. Like the color palette was just done. I just like looking at it. I don't know. Theodore, like, like I said, like he just had an intense main character syndrome that I really did not care for. He was like, he was so weird. Like, was I supposed to like root for him? He was, I don't know. (laughs) I got weird vibes from him. He was such, he, he was a gaslighter, dude. Like, do you remember that part where like, he was like, mad at samantha for like acting a little too human and then like i don't know just like always being there i was like you're doing the same thing your ex-wife bro like then stop talking to her literally take your earphones off like what is the issue (laughs) to play devil's advocate which i hate doing because it's like a man um she did like get like a surrogate body to like have sex with him and i can only imagine that experience is so jarring that he like wanted to convey to her that she's like not human and like that's they can't do okay, that but counterpoint like she communicated with him like she did ask him if it was something he'd be into and he said yes like he could have said no no he didn't he did say no and then she's like no i really want to do it and he's like no i feel uncomfortable doing this and she's like it's really important to me (laughs) he did not consent i did like watch this a month ago so (laughs) my bad i retract i guess all of my prior (laughs) statements Well, just in this one instance, I think other than that, he does he does kind of Yeah, suck. I don't know. I did not root for him, like, at all. I don't know. <laughs> he was weird. I get it. I get it. I just don't I think... Don't <laughs> it was weird. I just don't think it was as emotionally stimulating as I've read that it was supposed to be. Yeah, but do you agree it's, a, it's pretty... <laughs> It is a really pretty. I do agree. It is really pretty. <laughs> so yeah, I would honestly like I would give this probably like three point two stars. <laughs> you would rate this the same as robots? <laughs> yes. Are you crazy? Why not? For different reasons. Well, you know what? I think I would also rate them the same <laughs> as robots, but at like a two point nine. Yeah, I could see it being a 2.9, but I just didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want my ranking to be like 3.2 robots, 2.9 her, but I guess that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> robots is staying at 3.2, baby. <laughs> Bro, robots really isn't that good. I I promise you, Asha. I think it. I think you're nostalgic. Maybe I watched it alone, but I will say, like, I had a great time watching it with my roommate. So I I will admit, I may be like my judgment may be super clouded right now. <laughs> I can't remember anything <laughs> like that bad about it. I'm just saying, okay, well, like you keep mentioning all these like one-liners or like like that it was, but all of the comments were just about like the the mom's ass. Yeah, that was also. <laughs> I don't want to think about it, dude. Stop. 
And they could have done it better too. Like I could get behind the jokes if, but they weren't even that good. Dude, again, let me simmer on it. I'll come back next week. I should have taken notes on this movie, but I didn't. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) You might be right. It might be a 2.9 star movie, but I mean like fun, having fun is such a big factor for me. (laughs) But the experience is different than whether or not the movie true i guess like if i really want to become like a true xenophile i will have to subscribe to this i have been doing that that was just my one instance because like i'll just be like making dinner and then i'll be like okay i gotta go watch a movie now and they're like why don't you watch in the living room i'm like it's for the podcast which makes me sound (laughs) like super pretentious i don't know what like why not just like come chill and watch a movie i'm like it's for the podcast please (laughs) don't get it that's not my fault like all of these problems (laughs) shouldn't even shouldn't even be occurring i know i know i'm sorry well with our next theme next week it'll be better (laughs) great (laughs) hopefully so I guess we'll transition into the next part of our podcast, which is we just share our thoughts with the audience. I don't think they're really pitches anymore. They're not. We're getting lazier and lazier. Also less Yeah, I will say, like, maybe we should take a hiatus for, like, a few weeks. Maybe come back from the season with some new ideas. I don't know. (laughs) I'm really, like, I'm running low right now. Same. I'm at the point. Do you yeah, have- I'm at the point where in my notes app, I have like one worded pitches I wrote like in the middle of the night or something. <laughs> like they're not good at all. But here's the first one, if you're ready. <laughs> I'm ready. So you know how like cookbooks or like cooking websites, they like go ham on their backstory. They're like, this is a recipe for... I don't know, let's say blueberry muffins. And then they say like, oh, like blueberries, they remind me of my childhood when I'd go blueberry picking with my grandpa, smelling the fresh salty air as I <laughs> as I walk up. And they just like, they go into all this unnecessary detail and you have to like scroll. Like I once scrolled like at least 10 pages of content before I got to the freaking recipe and it was so annoying (laughs) like it was but like I guess like counterpoint before (laughs) before I go into my (laughs) are you counterpointing your own point I guess like now that I've said it out loud you have to stay sane I guess somehow making this content so I guess it is like in a way like vlogging which is what I do with this podcast so I can't hate on them that much because I am subjecting like 10 people right now to like personal life and my thoughts. But well, can I can I be honest but, with you? I've never I've I've uh, heard this thought, too, about how like the backstories on recipes are just ridiculous. But I feel like whenever I look up a recipe, I don't I never see that. And if I do, it's like one paragraph at the very dude, end. I don't it. know. I <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating here, though. Like, I'm not, like, exaggerating my energy. I believe purposes. you. Like, I really am scrolling. <laughs> I really am scrolling through all this content. And I thought it would be really funny, I guess, to recreate one of those, like, with this outrageous information and literally just never get to the recipe. Like, what I'm envisioning is that, like, I drop, like, a 30-page Google document just going on about my life story and connection and, like, bare minimum connection to like my recipe (laughs) only to have like a two-lined recipe at the bottom (laughs) like yeah like the recipe will be in the title and they'll probably do like a google search and be like oh like wow this seems really delicious and cool like let me click on it and they click on it (laughs) and it's just like they go into like the paragraph format and it's just so much unnecessary information all because I had one experience with lemons in my childhood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just drop all this like <laughs> unnecessary information about my upbringing, my personal life, like everything. I don't know. It's definitely something we'll have to see in execution and I pledge to work on it this week. 
with your blessing. Okay. If it's something you'd like to see. <laughs> yeah, I give you my blessing. I think that would be really funny. But I think to commit to it, you're gonna have to write. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna literally write thirty pages of nonsense this week. <laughs> I feel like this would have to be accumulated over a, a long period of time. I don't know if one could just sit down and ramble <laughs> about fake stories for 30 pages. Because I do think it has to be. 30. Yeah, no, like 30 is. Yeah, 30. It has to be like at minimum 30 pages. <laughs> it could be like 35 if I wanted it to be. But I think, I don't know, maybe I'll just like transcribe my journal. Like. <laughs> Maybe we can reach 30 pages of content. I don't know. At some point, you should probably just stop even trying to connect it back to the recipe. No. And you could just honestly write whatever like, you want. I want it to be like an absolute ramble. Like, I do want, like, the points to all connect with one another. But I want you to emerge from, like, reading it. Like, where did I end up? <laughs> like, what just happened here? Oh, but here's a recipe at the bottom good. to justify all of it. <laughs> and it's not even that good. Dude, I love it. We can turn it into a movie. <laughs> and every single time you get off tangent, it's like a different animation. Or it's just like a different plot of like a different movie. <laughs> it's just the room at that point. True. But it's like, it's art, you know? It just shows like, it's a metaphor for our minds. You know what I'm saying? Are you implying the room isn't No, art? the room is art, and our cookbook movie will also be art, is what I'm saying. Okay, good. <laughs> oh my god, wait, I forgot to tell you, you know what, Um, the issue with, like, having this joint Instagram thing is you low-key spoiled the kissing booth for me, the second <laughs> one. I'm so sorry, my dude, I feel horrible. I mean, it's the kissing booth, it's, it's... Like, I I don't think it matters. In oh, the but you're right. I should be posting spoiler warnings. That is, like, spoiling. <laughs> I feel like spoiling something is, like, a pretty, like, hefty thing you could do to someone. <laughs> you know? Like. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't think the kissing yeah, part is no. that. I guess like, it depends it, it on the It totally movie. depends on the movie. But just, like, generally speaking, for, like, even newer content, I don't do a spoiler warning, which is actually a dickhead move on my part. Like, that's horrible. You know, like, I hate on Letterboxd, like, a feature is, like, when you write a review, you can tap this, this, um, this review has spoilers. So, like, people, like, which, like, I don't know why you would scroll Letterboxd for reviews before you've watched a movie, but, like, whatever. So, you can click the this, re this review has spoilers and like the worst thing for people is like when they scroll through it and like someone hasn't pressed that button like people will get banned over that like you know bitches get bitches dude <laughs> dude I'm I'm literally when I was watching Fight Club bro I was scrolling through Letterbox as I was watching it and I was an idiot because I saw like the spoiler tag thing and I was like <laughs> it's probably not really a spoiler and I clicked on it and then it it I found out that he was imaginary Dude, that's so <laughs> dumb they even warned you that's on you <laughs> I know that's on me I'm not blaming anybody I'll see if it's actually a spoiler that's such a dangerous game to play <laughs> I really didn't think it'd be that high stakes because I was like pretty far into the movie. So I was like, I'm probably fine at this point. And then <laughs> I guess that probably completely ruined it. No, I like, I didn't do that with a movie, but there's this movie Magnolia that has like a crazy ending. Like it was literally bonkers what happened at the end. Have you seen it? I have not, but I've heard. Have of you it. heard? About it? Maybe. Maybe I won't. <laughs> well I won't spoil it I guess but um it's like it's definitely one of those movies where like if you scroll through letterbox like you are absolutely screwed like you like it's such a weird ending like it literally, it literally comes out of nowhere I don't know you'll <laughs> I wish you guys had context to this so I could talk about it it is 30 years old I feel like we should be able to give spoilers on this podcast 
but I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> so you should watch it this week. So talk Thank about you. it next week. <laughs> I I might do that, but it's a really strong. Mind. You have a pitch for this week or a thought? I don't have a pitch. I have a a question for you. Um, do you think that first impressions really last? Uh, I think no, mostly because like. Most of the friends I had, I think, really did not like. Like, I don't make really good first impressions. <laughs> I'm, like, notoriously horrible. And so, like, I think most people just don't end up liking me when they first meet me, but then they grow to like me. So I guess, no, <laughs> first impressions don't matter. Well, counterpoint. I mean, I overall, I do agree with you, but I'm going to counterpoint that, um, doesn't it take like a really long time for people to like reverse that opinion? Yeah, I mean like I just think I have too much <laughs> I have too much anxiety to be like giving off cool chill girl vibes all the time to like make a good first impression and I just sort of spaz out <laughs> and make like a really bad first impression and um it does, I don't think it that's takes a true. really long time to work At that all. off, my dude. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think you give off uh, maybe kind of anxious, but not like, not really. I think for the longest time, I thought you were pretty like <laughs> level-headed, I guess. Really, I don't know. I just like, especially like when I meet new people, it's just like, it's so hard for me. <laughs> it's so hard for me to talk to them. So like, they think I hate them because I just actually cannot muster up the courage to speak like candidly. <laughs> Um, in their defense, didn't you hate me? No, what do you, A, that is a flawed sentence. <laughs> in their defense, did you not hate me? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, people, you're, you're saying that, um, a lot of people think that you, like, hate them, but you, I'm pretty sure, like, 90% sure that you told me you didn't like me when you first oh. met so maybe you don't actually like people when you first oh because met. i didn't like you i just hate everybody <laughs> i'm saying that maybe they're not off base because i'm sure that now that we're having this conversation you're gonna be like no natia i never hated you but i'm so sure you told me that one time. i if i'm being honest i was just neutral towards you like i didn't have an opinion of you until you started sitting at my lunch table <laughs> Like, I just did not know you. I did not know you. And then one day, Libby brought you over, and then I just happened to know you. <laughs> I would disagree. I think your <laughs> memory loss isn't um, my fault. Like, you did you did say that. I, I honestly do not recall. I, I will, if I'm being honest, from what I'm interpreting right now, I really, I don't think I had an opinion. <laughs> Like, I simply did not. I, I can tell you, like, right now who I hated when I met, who I'm friends with now, but I really don't think it was you. Okay, that's fine. We don't have to get into that. But I was just thinking, I I feel like when people say first impressions last, like, why? What's the upside of ever saying that? It only ever makes people feel anxious, and it's a lie. Because I can't remember a single first impression I've had of, like, anything, I think. True. I, I completely agree with that. I will say, like, the entire notion of first impressions, <laughs> it does give me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> like, like, for a job interview, too, like, oh my god, I hate him. hate him so much. Dude, I was in a job or not a job interview, but an interview the other day. And towards the end of it, I was like, so like, do you have any other questions for me? And the dude was straight up like, no, I'm not going to ask you anything because I know everything you say is just what you think you want me to say. So oh I don't God. really see a lot of point in this. Yeah. And it was a Zoom call, so I couldn't even hide my horror. So I was just like dying inside. Dude, what do you say to that? That's horrible. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't I got... even like do it, like pity you and like enter, like entertain the notion. Like he, he like, shot you down. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a normal question. It was like coming to an end. 
I was like, okay, any like final remarks? And it didn't, I was shocked. And I was like, huh? Cause like, what do you say to that? Cause that means anything else you say after that point, he's going to think that you're saying to impress him. So I can't even respond to that without him thinking it's like, Wait, how did you end <laughs> Were you just like, okay, bye. <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> I think I like awkward laughed and he elaborated for like a few minutes on that point. Oh my lord. That's horrible. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Rough out there. (laughs) I didn't realize I didn't realize how bad it is until I'm talking to you about it. No, that is horrifying. It I've had like very similar experiences and like Right now, I'm, like, interviewing, like, interns for the campaign I'm on. And, like, I think just, like, my trauma from, like, horrible job interviews and, like, horrible interviewers, like, I'm, like, (laughs) I'm so, I don't even know how to say it. I just, like, I'm just too much. Like, I'm too, I'm, like, are you feeling okay? Like, please, (laughs) please communicate your needs to me. Like, I will, (laughs) I will hurt you like I'm just so like overboard like over the top but I really like don't want them to feel like how I felt before but I think I might be overcompensating a bit right now you know what I mean yeah maybe I mean I think there's like a middle ground between that guy and being completely like passive definitely I don't know it's so hard to navigate (laughs) I've just had too much trauma with like just horrible like bosses and stuff dude like adults really don't care about (laughs) whatever you contribute to the team (laughs) i get it bro i walked into target the one i used to work at today and the anxiety i felt was unmatched those people really messed with my head in a ridiculous incredible way yeah dude same with starbucks like (laughs) the way the way like you just become like aware of like the hierarchy and like them blatantly telling you you're just nothing and and like not even for like a min- like that's expected I guess of a minimum wage job like but like even just being like a researcher or like something like sometimes it's sometimes it's great and sometimes it's just absolutely horrible like they they just like treat you like you are nothing that it's a burden that you're on their team and it's like dude you hired me like I did not be here it's so weird dude I will say after the interview he's so nice on email but like in person he was like yeah just so you know I don't take any shit and I was like (laughs) okay (laughs) on that note like before we end the podcast i do want to say this also like they're just so bad with email like i've had to send like up to four or five follow-up emails and just feel like absolute crap you know what i'm saying and like these are people whose job it is to like answer emails like you know they're like always checking their emails so they're getting it like my advisor for example like there's no way you went like a month without (laughs) like I know you can hear me man like I know you're working and like same with this professor whose class I was trying to get into over the course of four months I sent him like seven emails trying to get into his class and I know he responded to like other people and I used three different emails (laughs) so I really think he's ignoring me like what is that about it hurts it hurts it, it's so hard not to internalize it. it. <laughs> anyway, on that note, our theme for next week is female coming of age movies that aren't made by Greta Gerwig. And we're watching Ghost World, Girlhood, uh, The Virgin Suicides, and are we watching Bend It Like and Beckham? And we're watching Bend It Like Beckham. So, four movies, lots of diversity. Yeah, it's it's gonna be like I we have been watching so many male-centered movies (laughs) for the last couple weeks. This is such an amazing (laughs) change of pace. Don't know why we didn't do it before. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, thanks for listening. This is the end. Um (laughs) you can catch us next week. All right, thanks for listening, guys. guys.